Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. We've got our first, it's not a pop-up show. This is a scheduled Thursday show. Our first game preview of the year. Game week is here. We will we will have some answers in 48 hours. I am TJ Pittenger along with Richie Barnes and Freddie Stevenson. Guys, we are getting close. How are you guys doing tonight? Game week, man. I'm starting to get some jitters right now, man. It's game week. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm pumped, man. I mean, we got the return of the NFL tonight. We got big boy football coming up Saturday. We got some JV football on the ACC network tonight. What can we not be excited about, guys? ACC network? Come on now. They, they, <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't get on ESPN? They, they, couldn't, they couldn't even get on the U. <laughs> um, super exciting. I, I, I We've talked about ad nauseum. We're going to break down Georgia Tech tonight. Um, we actually have a guest from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Ken Segura, that's going to come and join us. Always want to remind you that Double Fries No Slaw is brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Um, you can check out their two locations at 2525 North Monroe and 1818 West Tennessee Street. Make sure you order Double Fries and No Slaw and tell them we sent you. Um, let's go ahead and get our guest on, guys. Let's get started with him, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into some other stuff. I will add him to the chat here. Um, Ken Segura from the Atlanta Journal Constitution, covering all things Georgia Tech. Um, but obviously, we we want to talk about football tonight. So, Ken, how you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you? We're good. We're good. Um, I uh, I have to start out this way just because we we had Barrett Salee on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he told me that they just built. A Guthrie's in Atlanta. Have you been to Guthrie's? Do you have any experience? Well, this is what's most important to us is, is. is these type of questions. You came out with the hard hitting stuff. I, I <laughs> yeah. guess I'll, 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 I'll acknowledge my ignorance here. I, I, I don't know much about Guthrie's and I don't know if there is one. There, there may well be. I live in a very, I don't leave my little section of Atlanta very often. So I, I had three kids and so our, it's pizza and Chick-fil-A for most of our, our pizza hut. That's so. not bad either. That's not bad either. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, still yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just explaining. Yeah. Um, but, but I should try to find it, I guess, for what you're saying. Yeah. So Guthrie's is Guthrie's is big in, in Tallahassee, and they've got a lot of locations all across Alabama. It's, it's really big. And then Barrett was telling us that they just built one in Atlanta. I forget where he said, because I'm okay. not super familiar with all the suburbs, but uh but if you go and, and when you go and hopefully you'll check it out, I wouldn't I mean, Chick-fil-A is just kind of they're they're different. Right. Right. Um, but when you go pass on the coleslaw, get double fries, no, no slaw on your order uh-huh. in honor of us. Um, and, and then let me know how you liked it. So it's, right. it is good, though. So if you ever had like Raisin Cane's or Zaxby's, it's, it's like that, but better. So, OK. All right. Um, I can go for that. All right. Now, as far as the less important things uh, go, <laughs> so we've uh, it's been a long off season. Yes. Uh, I don't I don't know what the feeling was like up there, but I mean, you guys were probably much like us. I didn't know if we were getting football for a lot of this off season, and mm-hmm. so it's it's finally here. It seems to be going off without a hitch. The ACC starts in about forty five minutes. Um, JV game for us to all enjoy before the real real team plays on real teams play on Saturday. But uh, uh-huh. what, uh, what is the off season? Florida state's off season has been pretty tumultuous. We've had some, right. um, some off the field things go on. How, how has Georgia tech kind of handled things through the off season? Um, and, and how, how do you feel about that with, with the staff there and, and everything that's gone on? 
Um, well, I, I'd say it's, uh, in some ways it's been kind of, I don't know if low key is the right word, but, you know, tech's approach to kind of being out in the public and being in front with stuff, particularly regarding the coronavirus has been to, you know, let other people talk and, and, you know, and refrain from commenting too much, but I'll be, I could, but as far as just like the testing goes and, and all that, I think they've done it for the best we can tell them from certainly from when we hear, um, I, I think it's gone really well. They, they've done really well at, at, you know, building the, the, the protocols and, and, and guidelines. And I think the players and coaches have done what seems like a really good job of following, of, of, you know, staying out of, you know, social gatherings and that sort of thing. So the numbers have been really good. Um, yeah, it, it's been obviously crazy. Like I, I, I'm really, I mean, three weeks ago, I, I wouldn't have thought we'd be at this point. Um, so, uh, so yeah, but all that said, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's gone probably about as, as well as, as you could hope, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, year two, new regime. Um, Georgia Tech seemed to obviously struggle at times last year, but also was good for uh, an upset here, there, right? Knocked off Miami. We were all cheering for you guys uh-huh. that, that right. weekend. Um, what are you expecting out of Georgia Tech? Just maybe not, not necessarily this weekend, but just uh-huh. in general, you know, what do you think they take another step forward? I mean, sometimes obviously it's to take a step back to take a step forward, but what are you expecting out of the program in general? Um, you know, I, 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 there's a lot of reasons to think they'll get better. And they were three and nine last year, you know, really for me, I, I think you want to see as much kind of qualitative de- progress, you know, the offensive line blocking better, the defensive line creating more pressure, the, you know, turnovers going down, special teams playing being better. You know, I don't know that that'll result in a significant number more wins because last year they were, they were three and nine and, and they lost a lot of games by double digits. And, and, you know, really that's not even starting to, you know, explain how, how, how rough the season went for them. Um, so uh, I'm sorry, my daughter's trying to get in the car here. Uh, so, I mean, they could, you know, conceivably they could be a lot better and lose a lot of games, you know, by one possession and still have a similar record. And, and you, you know, you could reasonably say, well, you know, they were clearly better. You know, the record may not show it. Um, I, I I do think they'll probably sneak up on some more people and, and the record would be better than that. But I think, yeah, like I was saying, you know, given where they were last year and kind of the changes that were needed to be made as, as they shifted so much on offense, I, th- I think, you know, it's just more kind of does this look like they're they're moving in the right direction as much as does the record reflect it. Sure. Ken, obviously, man, first of all, thanks for joining us. We're really happy to have someone who actually knows Georgia Tech football honest uh, with us tonight to join. Um, One thing a lot of schools did this week, they released a depth chart. You know, Florida State released one. I'm sure you probably get this question uh, Uh for any other outlets that that ask you about Uh it. Georgia Tech doesn't have a depth chart. They have what's called above the line. Basically, these guys will play, these guys won't. Specifically, we're looking at the quarterback situation right now. Obviously, Florida State fans know Jeff Sims really well. He was committed to Florida State for a long time. Right. Uh, top 250 prep quarterback uh, out of Sandalwood in Jacksonville. Uh, right. Mike Norvell, for whatever reason, uh, you know, that things didn't work out there. Uh, he went a different way. Sims went to Georgia Tech. Uh, it sounds like he might get the start this week where he'll at least get a good bit of action. What are you hearing from the quarterback room, and who do you expect to see this weekend? Um. Well, I mean, as far as like – 
access goes, I mean, they, they make the defense, the offensive coordinator, uh, Dave Patnode available weekly. And, you know, what he said was, you know, we're not going to say anything until game time, you know, when whoever the quarterback is trots out there. My guess is it'll be Jeff Sims. Um, you know, a lot of players and certainly Patnode himself have, have said a lot of really impressive kind of noteworthy things about him. Uh, you know, Patnode said like something like, you know, when, when everything is right, you know, he looks as good as anybody, which is a lot to say about an incoming freshman. Um, so there's three others, uh, James Graham, who was a starter last year, Jordan Yates, who was, who was a redshirt freshman, and Tucker Gleason, who's from Tampa Plant. Um, he's also another freshman. Um, so it's a young group. But, uh, but yeah, they've all been competing. And, and my, my yeah, like I said, my guess is, and, and I'm still trying to nail it down, but my guess is that it'll be uh, Sims who plays, but, you know, who knows? Well, I guess things will remain to be seen. We don't know for sure till Saturday. Cool, man. Yeah, and I I like Justin's. I liked him when he was committed to us. Um, mm. One of my favorite videos was Willie Taggart flying in on a helicopter to his high school game to check him out. Um, so I do wish him nothing but the best. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he plays, if he has that chip on his shoulder. All There's right. one, other, one other freshman I want to ask about who last year as a Florida State fan on the recruiting site, you know, one name that kept popping up was a Jamar Gibbs. He was kind of mm-hmm. an under, under the radar running back. Didn't really have many offers early on committed to right. Georgia tech. And then like Alabama, Florida state, Florida all come in. And mm-hmm. he says, no, I'm gonna stick with Georgia tech. That worries me as a Florida state fan, that schools like Florida and Alabama are on this guy. Is yeah. he a true freshman? Is he going to be the, the premier running back or where does he fit in with that? Because he's a guy I'm really intrigued about. Yeah, me, me too. Um, yeah, so Jameer Gibbs, yeah, he committed to Georgia Tech in the spring of his junior year, and then he blew up, uh, you know, on the field as a senior, and that's when all the offers started rolling in. Um, and, uh, I mean, they've got a really good back already in Jordan Mason, who was yeah. an all-ACC pick last year. I, I'm, I, I would just strongly suspect that, you know, you'll see at least some of Jameer Gibbs, and, um, yeah, everything you've heard about him. Um, in the preseason was you know, dynamic and really, really talented and all those things. So, um, yeah, he, he, you know, he's, I think he's significant um, for Georgia Tech for the reasons you you mentioned. I think what's happened a lot in the past is that, you know, Georgia Tech might get on somebody early and get a commitment, but then maybe things start heating up and, and Alabama or LSU or Florida State or whoever, you know, comes in and, and all of a sudden things kind of change, but it's, it, it really speaks a little bit or maybe a lot about um, just the way they're recruiting and, and, you know, the, the kind of relationships they're building uh, with these kids that, you know, even someone like that who, who had reasons to, to, to check out other places and actually did check out other places, but, but stuck with tech is says like, it might be where the direction of the program is. Yeah. And not, not necessarily a question, just a comment. And then I'm going to pass it to, to Freddie, but I was listening to a uh, another Florida State podcast today, and uh, Buddy Elliott, mm-hmm. he works with 247 Sports, and he hit on uh, Gibbs as well and mentioned that he looks like his acceleration is comparable to a Dalvin Cook. Now, he didn't compare him to Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook, but right. said that, ex- that acceleration is. And as a, as a Florida State fan, only we play you guys week one, it makes me happy, one. Hopefully he's not a part of the game plan because I feel like he's a guy that's really going to take off towards the end of the year. Right. But yeah. Uh, he, like I said, he's a guy I'm looking forward to. And I, I know Freddie has something for you here right now. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of Florida state fans, they don't really know what to look forward to since the depth tar- chart wasn't released, but what guys are you looking to kind of have a breakout game or have a breakout year this season? Who are the guys that look out for 
in the matchup on Saturday for Georgia Tech? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I guess offensively, Amarian Brown, he, I mean, he had a strong year last year. He was a freshman slot receiver. He had seven touchdown catches, led the team in, in receiving yards, uh, number two. He's, um, I think he's going to take a step forward. He's, 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 he was 155 pounds last year and he's put on some weight. So it should be a little tougher, you know, coming across the middle and so forth. Um, the two safeties, uh, Wanya Thomas and Tariq Carpenter, one and one and two, um, I, you know, they, they've also been charged, but I think, you know, they're, they're in their second year of a new scheme. And I think they're, they're potentially guys that, that could really become, you know, bigger playmakers. And I think the thing that, that I really want to see with this team uh, is, you know, can they create more pressure up front and, and get balls out earlier? And that's going to enable everything else to, 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 you know, improve and flow better. Um, so those are some names, um, you know, the, I don't know if it's a player to watch necessarily, but the offensive line, I think it, it wasn't that good last year for different reasons, uh, injuries being among them. And uh, they've, they've bulked up and added some pieces. Uh, Jordan Williams, the right tackle, uh, is, he's a freshman, uh, is one. And so, you know, that group, whether they can play better or not, I think is, is something I'm curious to, to see. Um, Georgia Tech, that's always the team that plays Florida State pretty well. Like, no matter right. when we played them, I know the last few years we had pretty rough years. Um, what are your thoughts on the, the game Saturday from both teams? We don't really know what we're going to expect from either team, but we know based off the history, it's right. going to be a, a, a rough game. We, po- we play each other pretty physical both times every time we play. So um, it's going to be exciting, but we nobody knows what we're going to see. Florida State fans, I know we're hoping that we take that next step. And I know yeah. on your side, you're hoping that y'all take that step from last year. Nobody wants another three-win season. So what's right. your expectation for the game? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, I was talking with someone who I think knows Florida State pretty well, and they're just kind of raving about how fast the defense is and then just, you know, how loaded that team is. And I think that's probably true. You just look at the – their recruiting rankings and, and you see it's loaded with four-star kids and, you know, Tech's building that up, but certainly not to the level the Florida State is. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, kind of like you're saying, uh, you know, obviously a, a first game for a new coaching staff, you really don't know quite what's going to happen. Um, you know, and Georgia Tech being his second year, I think they're going to be better. I, You know, I, I would suspect it'd be somewhere around the, um, the, the, the spread, but you know, it really if it goes either way, if it's closer or, you know, Florida State proves a lot stronger, you know, I think the defensive line is, is a, probably a concern for, for Georgia Tech with Marvin Wilson is, you know, it, it could go the other way too, and, and that wouldn't surprise me either. What does Georgia Tech have in a, in a perfect world or scenario? What does Georgia Tech need to do? What is their strength? Um, what, what weaknesses do they need to avoid? What, if the game is going to play out and Georgia Tech end up pulling the upset on the road, uh, mm-hmm. what do they need to do and do well? Um, you know, I think, like we were saying, I think their run game is, is strength. And so they've got to, you know, hope or, or count on their, their offensive line, which, like I said, should be better being able to control uh, things a little bit and get the running game going. And if they can do that, you know, particularly if it proves out that, that Jeff Sims is a guy, you know, that gives him a little more breathing room to, to rely on, on, you know, his teammates a little more. Um, and then, you know, I guess it's kind of like a lot of upsets, you know, maybe the special teams, which really wasn't as good as, as you would want last year. Um, maybe they make a play 
Um, and then, you know, you, you avoid the turnovers and, and, you know, just hope your, your defense can, can do the job for you. It's, I mean, it is built a bit on hope. And I, I do think the, the both sides should be better for, for Georgia offense and defense, but, um, but yeah, it's, I think a lot of it would probably be, you know, Jordan Mason having, and maybe Jameer Gibbs and Jemias Griffin also contributing and having a really, really productive game and, and, and kind of helping tech control, control things. Have you, um, not to put you on the spot, have you given an official prediction yet? Do you write that anywhere? Do you, do you have a, a what you what you think will happen as far as a score or something close to it? I have not, and I, I usually don't. I, I guess I end up being wrong, and I, it seems like it doesn't. It makes nobody happy when, when I do that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I kind of think it'll be close. I mean, that's, I think, you know, they weren't very good offensively last year, and – and so, you know, you do kind of want to wait and see if, if, you know, just the progress they've talked about will come to pass. And, you know, particularly with if you're having a new quarterback and even even if you stay with James Graham, um, you know, can they be more productive than last year? So, uh, you know, I guess it, you, there's kind of a wait and see sort of attitude as far as that goes. But, you know, I, I you know, you certainly like to think that Florida State is because of its talent and maybe because, you know, this coaching stuff that they have should be in pretty good shape. So I, I might lean that way, but, you know, it's, like I said, I don't think it would surprise me if just given that it being a, a, a first game for a new staff, if things kind of go, go a little haywire and, and Georgia Tech, you know, benefits from that. Yeah. So Ken, I, I don't want to, you know, I should have done my research here, but had, were you covering the team back in 2015? I actually was. Yeah, that was, yeah, I've been covering the team since 11. So yeah, that was, okay. That was a bananas game. That's, so I mean, that, so that game specifically for me. So let me just tell you where I was at. I was at a wedding for one of my best friends. I was in his wedding. Uh-huh. He's like, so I'm like, man, you have a wedding during football season. What are you thinking? <laughs> and then sure enough, like, he's like, oh, who knows what happens? And sure enough, the game's at night. It's at the end uh-huh. of the reception. Oh, it's all man. He's the president of his fraternity. So it's full oh, of wow. State people. Nobody on the dance floor. Everybody just watching the game on iPads. And, the oh, game, no. and it ended the way it did. Um, he listens to the pod. He's a good friend. We talk about it. His marriage has ended since then as well. So I think that says enough. But <laughs> they all around, I guess, for Florida. But State. no. I, so my thought, because the, these the last two times we played in Atlanta was obviously that game, the block field goal, uh-huh. unprecedented. Only happened the week before with Michigan State, which right. happens that happen. And then obviously the Marcusim's fumble. I don't know if you right. were covering the team or if you know that one back in. I think yeah. it's 2008 or nine. I mean, game Florida, too, yeah. yeah. So Florida hits going in for the drive. Jermaine Thomas, amazing, has an amazing performance. Man, that heartbreak is just tough. So for me, I think Florida State should win. At least the game's not in Atlanta is where I'm getting at. Right. But man, we've had some wild finishes. So I was just curious how long you've been around it and what your thoughts on those. So you've seen two wild finishes, those yeah. two. Yeah. That doesn't even count the 2009 game, I think, in Tallahassee right. when yeah. it was like 40 – Christian Ponder threw four touchdown passes in the first half and we lost. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think, you know, particularly the 15 game, just because, you know, yeah. Georgia Tech had lost five in a row and, and was going nowhere. And I, I'm trying – because I don't need to rehash this for Florida State fans. But, uh, but yeah. It, it's, I brought I mean, it up. Even, it's cool. Even the yeah, ACC we'll, we'll title games, they, you know, they weren't necessarily as close, but they were really competitive – kind of entertaining games um you know i remember 12 it wasn't a very good georgia tech team but they kind of did what they did they they you know ran the option and, and, and kept it close and and almost had a shot there 
Um, and then in 14, um, that was probably Paul Johnson's best team. And, and yeah. you know, I think, but for a couple injuries, I think Tech would have had a little better shot in that game. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's been a really fun series. And I've been talking to some other people today and they were saying like, you know, why can't we have this game more often? And I'm, <laughs> I'm totally in the same boat. We it's, need it's to. We're, we're so close. Yeah, we're yeah, so no, close. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we, they always talk about conference realignment, and I'm like, man, but one, what, an easy switch is Georgia Tech and Florida State in the same division because, like I just mentioned, we are the closest geographical division rivals in the right. ACC, for, or for Florida State at least. Obviously, you have the Carolina yeah. Triangle. But yeah, I mean, it's a game I would love to see more often. I love when we play Georgia Tech. Obviously, had a lot of heartbreak since I've been involved in this rivalry as a, as a student, unfortunately, you know, I wasn't athletically gifted like Freddie. He got to play in the rivalry and he played in a few of those games that, that we just, um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for this weekend. Football's back. And I just hope both teams, you know, play injury free game. It sounds cliche, but I, I like our chances, but I, I'd be lying. If I said, I felt overly confident. If you thought what? I said, I'd like our chances, but I'd be lying. If I said, I felt overly confident in this one. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, it's, you know, I was as the summer went on, and I was like, "Is this a good idea or not to play?" And but I think the fact that they're, they're the testing has been ramped up, I think, gives me a little more kind of, I guess, assurance that you know this will this won't be, you know, a, a disaster, and actually could I, be pretty good. And, and just the fact that I think obviously that everybody's so ready, like you're saying, to watch football and to have have that back in their lives. So I'm I'm really looking forward to to that part and, and writing about teams and games and players as opposed to you know positivity rate and things like that definitely better yeah um yeah we're gonna cuss uh, richie out as soon as he gets off <laughs> here bringing up all those bad memories bro like that's a terrible omen before the like right before the game like you were talking about even that uh 20 uh 2012 wasn't too bad but i was in charlotte for that 24 uh 2014 game even that one was stressful man oh, like yeah. we, we could just stop we couldn't get a stop. Yeah, Freddie, Freddie played in that game. There. there we go. Oh, really? Yeah. Fre- Freddie, Freddie, I, I have to ask, what do you remember from that game, man? You were you're starting fullback. Um, it was back and forth. I actually, I'm going to post a throwback Thursday picture tonight for the game. But yeah, it was back and forth, man. Um, Yeah, they like I, like I was saying to them earlier, they always play us tough. Like the next year, even when they were on that five-game losing streak, we knew like, man, for some reason, Georgia Tech, Whenever we we're in the building, they play us harder than they play anybody else. So we know this isn't going to be a five-loss team when we come in tonight. And no matter what, no matter what the the record was last year, I expect them to come out ready tomorrow, and they're going to be firing on all cylinders. Even if they have a few kinks to iron out, they know they're playing Florida State. And even though we had a, a few bad years, teams still look at us like Florida State based off the history. So they're going to come in ready. They want to make a, make a name off us early in the season to show the world that, okay, Georgia Tech is going to take that next step. And we got to be able to rise to that challenge. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Kim, we appreciate it. Um, appreciate your time so much. Thanks for, yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks for hanging out tonight. Again, Ken Segura yeah, my of, of the Atlanta Journal of Constitution. You follow him on Twitter, KS. U-G-I-U-R-A-A-J-C. First initial, last name, Atlanta Journal Constitution. So thanks again so much for hanging out. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say good luck, but I wouldn't mean it. So <laughs> hopefully it's just a good game, injury-free. But 
Good. You need to go find Guthrie's. Go find Guthrie's wherever it is. <laughs> yeah. so I'm glad we brought it we, back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so All much. Right. Have a good Thank one. Thank you. Thank you, Have Ken. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I'm excited for the game. I'm glad we could get Ken on. What are you guys thinking? Um, do you feel better about the game? Worse about the game? About the same about the game as, as after his interview? I'm the same. I, um, going into this game, I was fairly confident. I felt like they'll come out and kind of challenge us early. we got a, a new team on um, new coaches. They'll come out and challenge us early. But I think that talent and that depth starts showing later on in the game and we'll win convincingly. Yeah, man. I um so we uh over at Noel Game Day, so I do some you know contributing writing over there and we had to get our score predictions in this morning. So I had to think about it because I'm like, I don't want to write them one more and then say another one tonight. Um my score prediction, we'll get to it. It's gonna be closer than I thought it would be waking up this morning. I think I'm still a little scarred from some of those uh those brutal losses, but, uh, man, I'm, I'm excited. I, I thought Kim was great. You know, he, he was able to confirm some things that I thought also dropped some new information on us. Hopefully our listeners learn some new things about Georgia tech and they know what to look for now, but I'm just excited, man. But at this point, let's just kick it off. Like, I, why can't we play tonight? Oh, we gotta, you gotta have your appetizer first, bro. You gotta watch right? my, UAB, uh, my, my UAB come out and shock the world. So, <laughs> I'm trying uh, probably to find not. the game hey, it ain't on TV. I was going to say, somebody <laughs> said it was this week's versus, and, and we were going to stream it on the Big Three Instagram uh, live. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, shout out my guy, Dro, that actually just tweeted me that like 10 minutes ago. But um, <laughs> pretty good question here. Let's 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 answer this question, and then we'll, um, we'll jump into kind of the rest of the outline and get out of here so you guys can watch that Georgia Tech – I'm sorry, the Miami UAB game and – LeBron's on and a million other things. So NFL, like yeah, Richie it's said, good sports night. Yeah, it is all starting with us. NHL, so, yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, how many points does FSU have to score for you guys to be confident we'll win? Same question for Georgia Tech. I know that kind of bleeds into our score predictions, but just what it, what is the well, not really. What's the minimum number of points we have to score for for you guys to think we're going to win? Twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. So you don't have Georgia Tech going over that, Freddie. Yeah, 21 without a doubt. With this defense, I think all we need to score is 21. So my gut said 24. Um, so I'm I'm kind of right in there in, in line with you guys. So I, that was from Ray. Thanks. Ray tunes in every week. He's got the top fan badge here on Facebook. So okay. appreciate your support, appreciate Ray. Appreciate him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, all right, let's jump into it, Richie. You you put the outline together, so I'll let you go from here. Oh, you know what? No, I'm sorry, I lied. We launched a Patreon a week and a half ago. We've got a bunch of supporters on there. We are going to be hanging out in there heavy on Saturday. Yes. We are live chatting through the game. Um, so don't be coming on the timeline asking, looking for my funny, witty tweets. We're going to be in the Patreon Discord. Um, so go to patreon.com slash double fries pod and chat with Freddie, Richie, Harlan, Brian, Ed, all those guys that are helping us out on saturday may have some other fsu um former players hopping in and out as well uh, patreon.com double uh, backslash double fries pod um also if you're watching this go go hit the share button right now hit share like retweet um comment on it tag a couple friends we've got about 20 25 more minutes and then we're going to get off of here uh, so you guys can watch the the uab game um and and so help us spread the word while you 
I'm, I'm watching the Chiefs and Texans. Uh, I know UAB is <laughs> going to win. I don't need to watch that. <laughs> I'll take it. So, all right. All right. Now this time I really am um, good to go. What, what you got, Richie? All right. So um, I think the biggest thing, especially being game week, let's jump into the depth chart. Uh, we'll start in the offense. I don't think we, we don't need to spend any time on the quarterback because we've talked about that the past few shows. I think James Blackman's our guy. Um, that's who we have. I think we're all supportive. We're all excited about him to see what growth he does make. So really pumped about that. To me, there were two things that stood out to me and I'll go with number one, Warren Thompson listed as a starting receiver opposite Mar or excuse me, opposite to and Terry three weeks ago, we were, I feel like we did five shows in one week all around this topic of Warren Thompson. Um, I, there's a point. I didn't think he's going to play another snap at Florida state, but clearly it was a miscommunication. I think he went about it the wrong way. I think Mike Norvell was upset, but also understood where he was coming from. So it was kind of that, you know, middle ground situation, but at the same time to see him starting on the depth chart with a pretty talented group. I think our receivers are somewhat underrated heading into the season but to see him starting, that gets me excited because we know what we have with Tamari and Terry on the one side. When you got another 6'4 plus guy that moves like the wind and has that body control, I, that gets me excited because I think he's a really good player full of untapped potential. What did you guys think when you saw him, not just from the player he could be, but we, we discussed this. We don't need to recap it, but you know, we, we had a situation on, on social media a few weeks ago. So, Freddie, what were your thoughts? I think we're all happy for him and hope the best. But were you surprised to see he earned a starting job so quickly? No, nah, you don't. You don't let talent like that um, <laughs> stay for no reason. They, they were not going to let him leave. Um, I saw it when he came in. He's he's gifted, and I believe he's a guy with Terry having all that focus. He can have a breakout year. Yeah. And my bold prediction for Week One is that he's going to have more yards than Terry. Like this guy is okay. special. And I think he's going to take this receiving core to the next level. I like that. I like it. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> I, like that. I mean, yeah, I'm all with it. I know Freddie. Freddie's been hinting on social media. Warren might be the breakout guy and different things like that. Like I am, I am all for it because I was so upset when, um, we did have those five shows in one week. Because I, I do believe in his talent, and then the, you throw in the fact that it's like DJ Matthews as well, which you know not super surprising, and Terry, and you're just like, man, our whole wide receiver room just went to nothing. So, um, yeah, having him there and Terry, I mean, I'm super excited, and I like Frey's prediction, man. I mean, you know, guys are going to double Terry a lot this year. I think that's a good prediction. Yeah, guys are going to double gonna be, Terry. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's going to get the focus, man. He. I wouldn't be shocked if Terry's not well. I mean, his numbers are going to be down because we play two less or a, a game less. But wouldn't be shocked if Terry's numbers aren't as good with the attention that he's going to get. But that's going to open the door for some of these other guys for sure. Yeah, I agree. And then the other surprise for me um, was on the offensive line. So uh, from left to right, here's who we have starting. Let's see here. We have uh, Darius Washington at left tackle. Uh, that Dante Lucas moving from right guard to left guard and then Maurice Smith he's a redshirt freshman from Miami he wins his starting job at center and he had Babian Johnson who I think has been here for four years now maybe five um, and then Andrew Baselli a, a walk-on now scholarship player he, he was kind of uh, Maurice Smith was kind of like the forgotten guy in that and he came out on top of a depth chart so I think that's pretty big then they moved Babian Johnson to the right guard 
And then Devontae Love-Taylor, the transfer from FIU, undefeated against Miami in his career. He is our starting right tackle. So I thought that that's a pretty big shakeup from what we had last year when we started. Um, I like the changeup, though. I like Marie Smith. Uh, the, apparently, Norvell, Kenny Dillingham, Coach Atkins, they saw something and said, hey, let's put him here. Maybe Bavion, maybe he's a really good interior lineman, but he's not great at pre-snap reads and snapping the ball. So let's take that away from him and, and just let him focus on what he does best. I feel really good about the starting five. I know that's going to make a lot of Florida state fans scream right now as they hear that because of how bad the offensive line has been in, in the public eye for so long. Um, but that starting five, I feel really good about. And then the few backups, we'll, we'll go from there. But what do you guys think about the starting five on the O-line? I mean, it's, a, it's, the kid, Maurice Smith, taking that spot at center, that's impressive. Yep. Not um, only because he beat Baby on now. We know, just me from personal experience, I know how Baby is an athletic freak. And guy, a lot of guys don't know about Vaselli, but he's probably the smartest player I ever played with. So when you're talking about pre-snap reads and getting guys lined up and making sure we're making the right plays on offense, that's your guy. So he just beat out one of the smartest guys in – FSU O-line history. And then one of the most athletic O-linemen we got, and they switched in the right guard, which I think is better suited for him because I think those pre-snap reads, as you attested to, were kind of tough on him. O-line center, especially, is one of the toughest positions to play in football. So I think um, that's a great move they made, and I'm excited to see how it pans out on Saturday. Freddie's got me pumped. Like, our our O-line's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, baby, baby, I can play. There's a reason they kept trying to find ways for him to get on the field despite all the, yeah. the pre-snap. He can play. Yeah. So there, put him in that a, spot be major. There's a reason he's on his fourth coaching staff and he's still in the starting lineup. Exactly. Clearly, there's something there. If they can find it, I'm excited, man. TJ, where are you at? Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I don't have you guys' confidence until I see it, but that's probably <laughs> just because I'm so scarred from the last yeah. – Freddie, you had to run behind, you know, I mean, we haven't had a really good offensive line in, you know, in a long time. And so I, but I believe, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I agree with, with the talent there. It's just, can we put it all together? I don't expect perfection. I just, a little bit of progress, um, man, that's coach speak, but a little bit of progress <laughs> each week. Uh, I didn't even plan that. So that just makes me feel awful. You wrote that um, down. Little, no, I didn't. I'm so – I didn't at all. Not a Thursday night. I write my jokes down on Sundays. But a um, little bit of progress each week, and, and let's see continuity. And, yeah, I'm, I'm – but I, but you guys do have me kind of excited. I'm not there with you just yet, but I might be by about halftime. We'll see. I, I, feel, I feel really good about our starting five compared to recent years. If we have a solid, you know, eight guys – that makes me really feel good about the season, but we'll cross that bridge as we go there. Cause there's a lot, a lot of different factors. Uh, the last thing on the offense uh, shouldn't be a surprise. Jay Sean Corbin, LaDamian Webb, both uh, listed as co-starters at running back. I think Corbin's probably going to get the bulk of the carries, but you're going to see Webb. You're going to see Ja'Kai Douglas. I think you're going to see Lawrence Toafeli who not on the depth chart, but he did, um, his name came out a lot out of Kenning Dillingham and Mike Norville's mouth for his performance this fall camp. So that kind of rounds out the running back room and the offensive depth chart. So as a whole, how do you guys feel about the offense right now? I mean, I, I know we don't expect them to go out and drop, you know, 50 points a game, but what would you consider a successful offense this season as far as 
just sustaining drives, you know, being able to run a four-minute drill, things along those lines? Um, I think the biggest thing for me that dictates everything else is getting that run game going. I was watching a little bit of the Memphis um, film the other day, and the guy Norvell had last year, I think he's with the Redskins now, Antonio Gibson. I mean, he had a great year. So us getting that run game going with the receivers that we got, punching people in the mouth with the run game, dictating the game with the run game, yeah. it's it's going to be hard to stop us because once guys get introduced to Warren Thompson and they got to take a little pressure off Scary Terry, it's going to get tough for defenses. So us getting that run game going is going to be crucial. Um, Yeah, again, I'm, I'm kind of the same place in the offense that I am with the offensive line, right? Like I just need – I don't expect the offense to just come out absolutely firing and killing it no. week one. Um, but if we can see progress uh, throughout the year, then, I mean, I'll feel great. Right. Um, the best Florida state's offense looked last year was uh, the first half of the game of the first game, <laughs> you know, and uh, never looked great after that. Right. We like just ran into some bad teams and so scored more in some different games, but yeah, I mean, I, I expect it to be a progression. I'm big on, um, you know, I'm I'm big on Norvell's system. I I'm a I was not on the Blackman train at all um, after the Arizona State game, uh, but I'm back on now. You know, and and I think that you welcome know, aboard. <laughs> we're running out of chances for him to get it successful. But if you can't get it under Norvell, I mean, then I, I just don't know that it's going to yeah. happen. I, I'm willing to kind of give him a free pass on the last two years. And of course his true freshman year as well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way there. I'm, I'm so much in wait and see mode, but it's a very, very cautious optimism for sure. And the last thing I'll mention there, I, I do think Norvell is going to be more of a conscious head coach in terms of thinking about the offense, complementing the defense, you know, Kendall browse last year, I, I don't think we could have made a better hire. I thought that was an amazing move by Willie Taggart, by, you know, David Coburn, John Thrasher, getting him in here despite the controversy because we got an offensive mastermind. But he had a one-way, you know, thought of mind. I'm going to go as fast as as I can, score as many points as I can. I don't give a damn about the defense and how many plays they have to run. I'm going to worry about the offense. I do think Mike Norvell is going – if he sees the game going in a way – where Florida State gets an early lead, I could see him being more like that Jimbo mindset. Let me slow things down and shorten the game a little bit because we don't need to run 85 plays to win this game. We can run 70 plays and win this game because we know me and Freddie been beating that drum, man. That, that defense, we're, we're sold on it. So I, I, I do think that's a big thing, and I'm excited to see how that works. Um, on the defensive side of the depth chart, to me, the biggest thing I wrote down – Jerry and Jones, the Mississippi State transfer, he beats out Akeem Dent for the starting job opposite of Asante Samuel at cornerback. I thought Dent was amazing last year. He just couldn't catch the ball. He probably dropped three or four pick sixes, but he still had the pass breakups. He was still there on every play. Now you have a sophomore come in from Mississippi State, and he jumps him on the depth chart. For me, one that shows Norvell, Adam Fuller, they have no loyalty to anybody. They're going to play the best players they can find. And two, I think Jerry and Jones might be really freaking good guys. Like he, he jumped a keen debt who I think we all believe is going to be an NFL player for many years. So what are your thoughts on the defensive backfield as far as that goes? 
Yeah, we got we got a lot of depth that though. Yeah, on defense in general, ridiculous. like every position, we finally got some depth at linebacker. Yeah. I'm excited just hearing that deal with Akeem Dent. And just seeing on Norvell's interview the other day, he doesn't he doesn't have any ties to any players that p- played in the past. There's a standard here. And if you want to get on that field, you're gonna to have to be playing to the level of football that he wants you to play to. So you can be playing this week and not playing next week. So seeing the guy on that roster starting out this season. We know we know he's the best guy that we have heading in the game one. So I'm excited about. It. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I I mean, if there's if there's anything that I am confident in, I mean, it's the defense, especially the defensive backfield, because the depth there is just incredible. So yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I I think that I think that that's kind of what gives me the confidence, and we'll get to predictions here in a minute. But that's kind of what gives me the confidence in FSU because I know the offense will take a little time to get going. Is that you know, that back end, that defensive backfield. Yeah. And then the, the last thing on the depth chart I have special teams, um, John, I think it's, I think you pronounce it Papachos. I'm going to butcher that. That's fine. But we all know who the special teams coordinator is. Anyways, the special teams depth chart is littered with ors. So we don't know who's starting anywhere. It's just, or, 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 but one thing that does excite me, redshirt freshman, Travis J who never would have redshirted last year. Um, he's listed everywhere on defense and special teams. I think he's going to be returning kicks. He's going to return punts. He's going to play strong safety, free safety. But on special teams, he's the name that stands out because he's listed everywhere. I really like him returning kicks and punts. Jay Sean Corbin returned a kick for a touchdown at, at Texas A&M in his first ever ACC or SEC game against Arkansas. Uh, LaDamian Webb, he's a speedster. He's listed it there. So we don't really know what's going on, so we're not going to try and break it down too much. But my guy, and we'll get into this later, Alex Mastronamo, the kicker from Australia, guys, he, he continues to impress, and I have, a, I have a question for y'all later on him. But anything on special teams y'all want to add that, again, we don't know who's starting really, so I don't want to you know, go too in-depth on it. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton there, yeah. <laughs> I think is hearing Travis J is a returner yes, possibly on special yes. teams like, that's impressive with when you got your defensive backs all over the field like that and he's returning kicks. All I hear is ball skills. So, hey, I've been hearing nothing but great reviews about him in the offseason. I'm kind of excited about seeing him in action on Saturday too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pumped for him. And then let's get right into Saturday. We had uh, Ken from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution on. Uh, he was great, I thought. So kickoff, 3.30 ABC. We, looks like we had a high of 88, a 60% chance of rain. We'll see what that does for the game. Um, but last week, Florida State ran through a situational mock game instead of doing an actual final scrimmage. And I really liked what I heard from Coach Norvell. He said they went through 50-plus scenarios of, of anything that could potentially happen during the game, from one guy cramping up, having to run off the field, to two guys cramping up, to having to run off the field. Later, we heard Kenny Dillingham, our offensive coordinator, mention you know, he went through, a, there's a new rule in the NCAA this year where if a rain delay extends a certain amount of minutes, you lose halftime and how they're going to handle that. And now he doesn't think many coaches in the country are handling that the way Mike Norvell does because of the odds of that happening are so low. But he said Norvell is obsessed with every single scenario and possibility of what could happen that he wants to be prepared. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Because I've this is not a Bash Willie Taggart podcast. This is not a Bash Will Jimbo Fisher 2017 podcast, but we have not seen a real attention to detail 
with every aspect of the program for a while. And it seems at least what we're hearing. So we have to add that caveat that we're hearing Norvell is all about the details. And for me, that gets me excited because that, that, that is a huge deal. Freddie, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I don't know about the 27 Jimbo. I played with 2016 Jimbo. <laughs> and I know um, that Jimbo, he was a attention to detail. I mean, yep. that's the formula for success. Elite coaches, they yep. the smallest details, that that's what they pay attention to because the smallest detail will be, be the reason you win the game when you're playing in these big games. So, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it. And that situation with halftime, I would love to say Jimbo is that detail, but that's different. I, I think we're gonna catch a lot of teams slipping with that if if, if it comes hey, up. Give me all the lightning delays. Give me all the lightning delays this year. <laughs> Nobody's preparing for that, to be honest with you, at all. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, you love that, right? Especially again, we're we're not here to bash anybody else, but just it's a stark opposite from the from the previous regime, from the last coach that, that Florida State had, who really, really struggle with the details. And that's not just like, oh, he wasn't successful, so we're crapping on him now. I mean, a lot of national guys have said that. I've, I've been on air a lot with Chris Landry, who said that that was a problem at Oregon. Uh, it was a problem at USF and and obviously translated over to being a problem at Florida State too. So, yeah, massive that that Norvell is that detail-oriented. Obviously, you, you, you know, want to – want to not go so overboard that you're not overbearing on, on players. Right. Like I, you know, I understand it's college football, but kids are, kids are just built different, not in the best way these days. But I mean, I think Norvell does a good job of balancing that with the relationships. And you could kind of see that from how the guys go to bat with him, bat for him and stuff like that. And so um, I don't think that's a, an issue at all, but yeah, I'm we That's, it's like a minor thing to get excited about, but definitely uh uh, something that we're all excited about for sure. Yeah. And then the, um, so the last two minor things and we can go rapid fire on these two, cause I don't think they're a big deal. Um, we talked about it with Ken Georgia tech does not release a depth chart. They just say who's ready to play and who doesn't, who's not ready to play based on their practice. Uh, they call it the above the line. Mike Norvell was asked about that. You know, they said, what do you think? They didn't release a depth chart. And I, I loved his answer. He said, I don't care. Like, end of the day they put 11 guys on the field we pull up 11 guys on the field again not maybe newsworthy to the extent but the response is there that's a head coach that can read the room you know he's someone who's like i get it i know where you're coming from but i'm gonna give the right answer and my team's gonna be prepared and the last thing was there's this will be disappointing let me set a stage for you guys um florida state is playing a f BS competition school in 2018. They're losing in the second half. They get an interception. They bring out the turnover backpack. That's not going to happen this year because Mike Norvell said there will be no turnover props this year. Um, and to be fair, if, if the turnover backpack made its appearance week one against Virginia tech with a pick six to open the game, we all would have loved it. Right but it made its appearance at the worst possible time in the Willie Tiger area. But again, no turnover props. I like that. I'm with TJ. I think Miami's turnover chain was awesome in year one. It's kind of lost its luster, but any thoughts on anything around that, around the turnover props or Norvell's thoughts of, of not worrying about the depth chart, just focusing on what Florida state has to focus on. Yeah. I think we're all going to agree with you on both points, right? Like I'm glad the backpack's gone. Um, and I agree with Norvell. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, this is 
I know that we haven't been what we say, were. No, this is Florida State, TJ. This, this Florida is Florida State, State, man. Like, this is not about what anybody else does. If we do what we do well, then that's it, you know? And, I mean, that that goes for all – it goes for 10 out of the 11 games on the on the, on the the on the schedule, right? Like, yeah. if we do what we need to do, we're going to win 10 out of 11 games, right? And I'm not predicting that. I've, I've still got us going seven or eight wins. But the only game that doesn't matter in is Clemson. And that's just because if they do what they need to do – they're the same thing, and, and it's against anybody in the country. Alabama, Auburn, Florida, any Georgia, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, this is not this is not like, oh, man, cry about somebody. I mean, like you said, he read the room well. This is not cry about – nobody wants to hear a Florida State coach cry about somebody else's depth chart. Um, so, yeah, he answered that perfectly. Everybody loved that answer. And again, I think he believes it. You know, I don't care what Georgia Tech's depth chart is. I mean, they're I mean, they're they're the worst team in the ACC. No offense to Ken, but Ken seemed like a great guy. But they suck, man. Like, no, get out there and play your butts off and let's go. Who cares who they start and don't start? So, and then yeah, I Miami's turnover chain was great to start. It's corny now because they stink, but it was really good that year they won 10 games. So um you I'm know, not gonna lie, man. When they beat Notre Dame with all those turnovers, I'm like, God, oh, yeah, I was that turnover chain. God, that damn. was pretty lit, man. Like, there's stuff we make the empty stadium jokes, and but that yeah. stadium was full, you know, place was rocking. I mean, I remember that game on that Saturday night. They got up to number two in the country, three in the yeah. country. I mean, that was fun. That was a ton of fun. Just as a neutral <laughs> college football fan, I hate for them to have nice things, but um, anyway, that those are my two thoughts on those things. Freddie, so for um, I agree with the. The depth chart deal doesn't matter who they line up. We still got to play. We got to be prepared to play Florida State. When we play the way we play, it doesn't matter who who's in the game. Yep. But as far as the book bag, I'm going to say what everybody wanted to say as soon as it came <laughs> up. Why Why do we even have this book bag? Like, what are we finna go on a, a 30 mile hike? This big ass book bag on that back. <laughs> we and I pissed, love that we have the former player calling out the backpack more than anybody it, right now. It pissed me off because that's the year Miami or the year after. I don't know. They had did the whole turnover chain thing, and it's like this it was rival, and you're trying to copy the same, still the same swag they had. And I hated it. I hated it. And I know a lot of people. Listen, you seen Miami fans in the stands with a chain on? I don't think you saw a fan bringing a big ass book bag in the Florida State game. <laughs> hey. But yeah, I'm glad Absolutely it's gone. embarrassing. <laughs> and like uh, you said, the timing of it could not have been worse, right? Like yeah, exactly. You're losing to a to, to a team that yeah. you should be beaten by 40. And when they brought that out, man, I'm just like when you're losing. You're losing. Dude, I remember Carol looked at my wife looked at me and said, What is this? Like, what are they doing? Oh my gosh. Just talking about national. And Obviously, it was just a man. It was red. Oh, it was like red. It was designer. All right. I, I'm depressed again talking about this. I got Richie bringing up 2015 Georgia Tech and the turnover back. We are we are cleansing all the negative memories and then Jeez. Come our incident reaction show Saturday night around, I don't know, 8, 8.30 p.m. It's yeah. going to be all good vibes here, so we'll be in good shape. You're right. But let's get off this bad stuff now. All right. So <laughs> what? that pretty much covers the Florida State talk. But what we do have, we have a couple, a couple fun things. Um, for Patreon members, we talked about it earlier. Any level will get you this. We're going to do a weekly pick em. Um, and this week it's only five games. So it's, you have a good chance of winning because we have a fewer amount of Patreons right now being early in the season and it's only five games. Cause once the season gets rolling, when the sec jumps in the big 12, when this whole thing gets rolling, we're looking at 
you know, uh, probably 10 games a week uh, with up to 100 people per. So it, it'll be fun. But I don't know if you guys have entered yours on the actual website yet. But whatever you say tonight is what you have to enter in your CBS Pick'em. And I hope you already entered your Miami game because that one starts in a few minutes and that game's on our docket. So I'm going to start with Freddie. We're going to go. We have five games. We're picking against the spread. I I don't believe in picking straight up because everybody's 80, 90%. It's no fun. We're picking against the spread where if you're 55%, you're a genius. Freddie. And, I, and these spreads are from like Tuesday because we go from CBS. So if you're listening tonight and you're going right to B- Bavada like I would do to do your live betting and the spread's a lot different, don't get mad at us. This is from CBS's Pick'em. We do not have any influence on them yet. We will soon. Not yet. So we'll start UAB. They're at Miami at the time when I, uh, at the time the spread came out, Miami was only favored by 13 and a half. So, Freddie and TJ, what do you guys think? Um, are you keeping track of this, or am I writing these down? Like, who picks what? Oh, no, it's I'll whatever pick. we picked on our thing, so it's it's good. Yeah. I got I got my don't don't, don't pick don't pick someone on here and then the other team on the spread because right, you're gonna right. throw me off. <laughs> I got Miami. Miami covering the thirteen and a half. What do you think, Freddie? Yeah, must uh, want to go against Miami. I think they're covered. <laughs> Yeah, well, it hits different. Like the trolls are one thing, but then you're like, ah, I don't want to lose. Like I want to be a loser so, to like. So I'll say this. Like I'll pick it right. <laughs> I'll say this. This is from our official Patreon weekly college football pick him. That's we will do every single week. So whatever number they offer, that's what we're going with, regardless. Based on the thirteen and a half, I'm taking uh, Miami to cover. If you're betting right now, if you're live watching, it's at fifteen and a half points. Take UAB right now, and thank me later. All right, Syracuse, 22-and-a-half-point dogs at North Carolina. Who are you going with, TJ? I got to look because I wrote mine down too, and I don't want to pick the wrong thing. I <laughs> am taking – man, that's a lot of points. I have right? – Syracuse is dog that's crap, but I'm taking Qs. I'm taking Syracuse. All right. Freddie, who you got there? Oh, I'm taking North Carolina. All right. I took Syracuse as well. I just think that's a lot of points for week one. Um, yeah. This next one, I think – I hope I'm wrong, but I think we're all on the same page here. You got Notre Dame favored by 20 and a half against Duke in South Bend. Give me Notre Dame. Yeah, I'll take the Catholics in this one. Yes, I'm good. All right. So this one was tricky for me. Clemson's favored by 32 and a half at Wake Forest. I'm taking Wake Forest. That's a big number, isn't it? Massive number. Give me Clemson. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, in the second half, they may start. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. Clemson got a dog back there. All right. They got some dogs yeah. on that second team. I'm taking Clemson. Oh, man. All right. So so I hope I can uh, get one up on both of you guys from that one. And then the last one, I don't want a point prediction because we'll get to it, but obviously we got to talk Georgia Tech, Florida State. Uh, Florida State favored by 12 and a half. Freddie, where you're at? Um, I like Florida State. Okay. Yeah, roll tribe on this one. Go Knowles. We we cover the spread. All right. So so I also have Florida State covering, but I do not feel good about this at all. I feel really good about another bet in this game, and we're going to get to it because we're going to do a weekly over-unders. So we have, you know, we're a Florida State podcast. We're going to do Florida State-specific things. Um, this is all from the Super Producer Sportsbook with the exception of one. 
I made up random numbers for random stats just because TJ and Freddie, they were like, they let me do this. So I, I'm like, guys, we're going to pick these numbers. You have to, if you want to or not. Um, so if you, they'll start with the first one, James Blackman, total touchdowns, three and a half over under rushing, passing, fake punts, fake field goals, interception, pick six. You tell me James Blackman. I got under three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I got under. I had him at three. All right. I'm going to take over. I, I think he runs one in and I think he throws for four. That contradicts with something else I'm going to say later. So I'm taking the under. I'm officially taking the under. Um, just because I realized what I did wrong there. Anyways, the next one, I think this is a I think it's a good one here. Tomorrow you're Terry, taking the under there, by the way. I'm the right. Yeah, so so we're all taking the under on this one. Okay. Just because I, I think Blackman has a really good game, but I think we struggle in the red zone. I don't know why. That's just a gut feeling. Um, so that's why I'm going there. The next one, Tamar and Terry over under 94 and a half yards receiving. Um, Freddie. Under? under? Okay. TJ. Uh, I'm going over here. I think he gets one long one and gets over. I I agree with TJ that he gets a long one, but I, I'm going to take the under just because I think it's game one. I think it's going to be sloppy, 60% chance of rain. Dude, that's a massive amount of yards. That's terrible for me to take that over because if Bovada was offering that, it'd be like at 67. I'm yeah. just a homer. So this is, I just this can... is this is the barn sports book. Um, Life's too short for under. So me and Freddie are going under on this one. Um, right. So here you go the next one. So Florida State team sacks um, for the positive, so not sacks allowed. Uh, I put it at three and a half. So uh, oh, I'll start man. this one so I don't give it to one of y'all. I think we get to over. I think I'm buying the Josh Kando hype. I don't believe in Georgia Tech's offensive line that much. And I think our interior is good for two sacks alone between Cooper, Wilson, Durden, and love it. Man, that's a – give me the over. I'm done. Yeah, I've been seeing all these different stories about defense all offseason. We know what we got coming back. So if we don't get over, I'm going back to all these reports that said y'all lied to me and y'all lost me some damn money. <laughs> So we better get over. Love it. I'm going to take the under just to try and pick up a point here. Right. Um, that was a but good pick. I like. I that. think it's going to be close. Like I could see it being three, but like I mean, that'd be one a quarter, and that just I mean, that'd be really good. And I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going under here. All right. So we have two more here. So so for those listening, and this is the first time. This is actually the first time that TJ and Freddie and Harlan and, and all of our behind the scenes people are going to hear this. I'm only going to do five of these a game for over-under because I have to make them up and I have to try and make them reasonable. Um, this one, you no, none of us should have a clue because we don't know, but I'm all in on Florida State special teams. I said it at the past few podcasts. I think the Aussie from Australia, Alex Mastromano, is going to be a huge part of this team this year. 43 and a half yards per punt. Give me the over. What do you guys think? Um, if we get that, if we get that rain that's projected to come in, that, that's that gonna I didn't think about that. I didn't think that's going to be kind of <laughs> tough. So I'm gonna I'm go under on this one. Okay, I'm gonna go under as well. Um, just college punters. Hopefully he doesn't punt yeah. once, and if that's the case, we, Freddie and I win. But um, yeah, I'm going under yeah. as well. So big part of that was for me. I don't think Norvell's gonna punt at like fourth and two from the 37. I think he's gonna go for it. So hopefully that helps me. 
Uh, and we'll see. And the last one, this is from Bovada, so I did not make this up. Florida State total points for the game, 34 and a half. And we'll write from this into our score predictions. Um, over under 34 and a half points. Freddie, where are you at? I got us under. Okay. TJ, I where think you I'm at? going. I think I'm going under as well. All right. So you got the trifecta of unders. Who wants to go first on score prediction? Let me give you guys the the off air talents predictions on scores. Yeah, let's start. Um, I got Ed Kennedy's got us hitting the over thirty seven to thirteen. Okay. Sorry, um, UAB is in Miami territory, driving on a big hey, third and five. Um, that's my Blazers. Hey, that's my Blazers. That? Is it on TV or something? It's not on, TV. It on Instagram okay, okay. Live on my other laptop. Um, no, yeah, I just have it on my laptop. Um, Ed Kennedy has his 37 13 win, and Brian Hathaway, our graphics guy, 24 10, and Harlan Harris are uh helping a lot with like our streaming and, and setting that up and stuff, doing the intros for the streaming and all that. He has his 35 10. Uh, I think I have, I'll go real first. quick, TJ, I, I, real quick on that note. Thank you to all you guys, like uh, that TJ just mentioned. Like, we have a lot of people behind the scenes that you would not expect from a small podcast. They're doing amazing work, and they're I, I didn't realize I was, what I was getting into. TJ brought a whole militia with him here. He's like, you know, I've I got this thing. I got graphics. I got online. I got social. I got everything. Don't worry about it. So that so to um, Harlan, um, Brian, Ed, whoever I'm forgetting behind the scenes, th- those guys have been killing it, and we're starting the season. Shout out to all of them. Yeah, it would be really really tough to do. And bring you guys the content that we have brought so far without them. So we don't tell you guys thank you enough, but here's an on-air thank you that thousands of people get to hear. So there's a bigger shout out than we give you in the group chat. (laughs) Now now give me your Patreon paycheck. (laughs) We got we got the best team in the game right now. We started it all part and we're only gonna continue to grow. We appreciate all the support and just know we got a great team behind the scenes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So So back to the what do we got here? Yeah, I've got us getting close to that over-under um, or that total points. I've got us at like 31. Let's go 31 to 14. Um, 31, 14. I don't know if it hits the current under, but it hits the under that was at the start of this podcast. Um, I'm going to go with 27-10. So I went with, I think the under's an easy bet here. I don't see 54 points between the two teams. I went with 26-13. I think Florida State covers barely. If we don't cover, I won't be surprised. But I would be surprised if the over hit. So give me Florida State, 26. They beat Georgia Tech by two touchdowns, 26-13. We hit the under. We all make our money. We go have some fun. We all betted on Tom Brady to beat uh, Drew Brees on Sunday. I didn't uh, bet on that. that well, on that. That, that's good. Well, that's because you still have hope that Jameis is going to start for the Saints. <laughs> that's the only reason you're not taking Tampa Bay right now. But no, I I would love to see Jameis Sunday. So before we get out of here, let's let's talk a little NFL. We got a minute. Um, what? Because we're all Bucks fans here. What are your predictions? I, so I I thought about this day on the way home. I heard heard um. I think it was big three. Actually, they were talking about their NFL predictions. 
I think the Bucks are, I think 11 and 5, 12 and 4 is a good number. And I, I'm kind of with our guy, Anthony Beck, who was with our, on our podcast a few weeks ago. I think we can go to the Super Bowl. And from there, who knows? What, what do you guys think for the NFL this year? I don't know. I'm a, um, I'm a Bucks guy, but at the same time, I'm a Jameis guy. So I want to, yeah. I don't know, man. Part of me wants to see the Bucks do well, but I want to see Jameis getting the game kind of bust, bust that ass a little bit. <laughs> I'll be I think a lot that. of Florida State fans would actually love that if Jameis just went in the game and went off like 400 yards out of nowhere. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I think the I think the Bucks schedule sets up really, really well for them. I think that yeah. the toughest game on the schedule is the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I know that in the NFL, nothing's really an auto loss, but let's just say that's an auto loss. Um, the second toughest game on the schedule to me is, is, is in three days, right? It's the, it's the game at new Orleans. Yeah, and I don't think that's sure. super, super tough. Like I think that they can win, they can win that game. The Evans injury worries me a little bit. I, I don't, um, if he doesn't play, then, you know, you, you're taking away one of Brady's top weapons. The first DB can cover Godwin and that makes things a little tougher. I don't really know where yeah. Gronk is at and, also the new new system and everything like so i'm picking the saints to win that game for a few reasons there uh but i think the bucks can win like i said 14 of the next 15 games on their schedule now they won't because it's the nfl and, and other teams are good too so are you are, you, are bucks, you on the saints minus three and a half i mean if i would take the saints, that's to a win, great like spread that's a great spread yeah, at oh, home man. yeah i like it i like them to i like them to cover the three and a half because i'm picking them to win anyway so i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna kind of double dip but you know the, I like the bucks to cover covered against the spread in new orleans for like the past four years right well if we're on your super bowl <laughs> um train the bucks are gonna lose week one and then you know and then win the rest of their games you know like they didn't um 2002 so now i've got the bucks losing i don't know if i have the bucks in the super bowl what i will say is i think the nfc is incredibly deep but not so top heavy like the afc is right like the afc it's easy to make the playoffs but you know you're not going to beat you know the chiefs or the ravens or you know patriots last year or whatever so i don't know if i have the bucks in super bowl or not because i think that there are just a lot of above average teams in the nfc and so it's it's tough to say like, oh yeah, they'll absolutely be better than the, you know, the Saints and the 49ers and the Seahawks and all these other teams. But I mean, I think they'll be there. I think they'll either they'll be neck and neck with the Saints. I think the Saints win the division, but the Bucks get in like a game behind them, win the wild card game. And then when it's like four teams left in the NFC, I mean, you've got Tom Brady and anything could happen. So I, I expect the Bucks to do well. I just I'm not predicting Super Bowl like Richie just yet. All right. So so I need to know uh... He's on mute, but Harlan, who's your who's your NFL team? Who's your NFL team, Harlan? Yeah, we can hear you now. All right, my NFL team is the Bucks, but oh, so even better because I I thought he's been here for the past hour with us. I need his prediction on air as well. We can give it to him. What's it going to be? So Bucks. Sorry, I've been running everything in the background. The prediction is doesn't for matter. Bucks and who? No excuses. No excuses. Bucks Give me the prediction. And, it's Bucks and who? Uh, no, I need a Bucks season prediction. Oh, a record prediction. So we're going to beat the Saints, and then what's the record after that? I'll be honest. I've been a Brady fan my whole life. Same. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they have a good season. I think it's about the same as last year with Jameis. 
I'll be All right, so Harlan is no longer allowed to talk on the double fry no slide. You're the one that brought hey, him on, bro. I'm just being. I, ex- I expected better. I expected better. I'm just being honest. T- like... TJ, TJ, give me a song. I'm just being honest. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're fine. We we had a couple people ask you about the Miami UAB game. Um, oh, we gave that. I forgot. We we gave our. We picked over, the spread uh, on that. Yeah, so. the spread. So we all have Miami winning, but it, obviously we'd all like to be wrong there. But um, if UAB wins that game. And I'd we love to start out with one. Oh, oh sun- wait for Sunday. I'm getting, I'm getting reckless. Oh, no, I'm getting reckless Saturday, bro. We're not. Yeah, so let's put our stuff. Elite lies. Elite lies. Yeah. Oh, that no, lies so Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, we're going to do a live. We're going to do a live show immediately following the game or within a few minutes. Like, let us get together on it. It's going to be in our Discord app. Um, and so come check it out. It'll just kind of be an instant reaction show. You can um, – we may have people jump in when we're just going to go with the flow, see who's there, see who's hanging out. Um, But come hang out in our Discord. You can find that through our Patreon. You can find that on our Twitter account. If you just want to comment or DM me or the pod account or any of these guys, they'll give you a link to it. Um, But definitely check that out. Check out our live reaction show. Hopefully you guys will enjoy that. And then jump in our Discord during the game on Saturday. Um, I think we'll have a lot of fun talking about the game, answering any questions that you guys have. Freddie will be in there um, talking it up, and, and so then we'll enjoy um, hanging out with you guys there. Appreciate the support on Patreon. Um, Patreon.com double, slash Double Fries Pod, and uh, it's really everything. Double Fries Pod on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Hey, Facebook and Twitter have really taken off. Up over 1,000 likes and follows on both, right around 1,400 uh, for both, but Instagram is a slow grind. So if you are on Instagram, go check us out. Double fries pod, hit the like button or hit the follow button. Um, like some of our most recent posts. So we help out with that algorithm and let's roll from there. Um, other than that, man, that's all I got. Go Knowles. Sir, go Knowles. Richie, you hop out here. Your video cut. Richie, my, I don't know what happened with Richie. Freddie, you got a song for us for game week? What, what was your? Well, let's let's take it back one time. What was your song that you like? What what were you blaring in Pasadena? Like what were you listening to back then, Richie? You're live over there. Yeah, um, just, it's two songs that one of them y'all gonna hate to hear. Nah, it's two hate, songs I, I had to listen to before every game. But y'all gotta realize this first song I say is different than. It's swag surf, but it's different than the swag surf y'all uh, thinking. It ain't, no. it ain't, it ain't the swag surf y'all thinking. It's the Lil Wayne. It's no the Lil Wayne, no ceilings. Let's yeah, go. Lil Wayne, no Let's ceilings. Go. Swag yes, surf. yes. And I had to listen to Lil Boosie Bankroll. Those two song, songs alone, and I'm ready for the game. Lil Wayne, that get me vibing, but Lil Boosie Bankroll, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to run through something a little bit after that Boosie Bankroll. Both. Nah, I both. I thought the Willie Taggart angle, Lil Boosie Bankroll, man. No, Freddie, I'm I'm a I'm a jump on board, man. That that little win, that no ceilings that came out my senior year in college. Mm-hmm. So I think you might have been a, a freshman, young. No, my senior two thousand ten. You were you were still in high school. Damn, I'm old. Um, but yeah, man, that that whole album came out. That death of autotune on Little Wayne. He talks about uh, I'm going planners in my prime like Deion Sanders. Like, come on, man, you, you can't beat that. Yeah, that that little Wayne sweat went, and of course. When people think swag, sir, we got the we got the bad memories of swag, sir. 
But the real swag surf, once Lil Wayne hopped on that swag surf, that's the yeah. that's the real swag surf. That, that's when the Jimbo Dynasty started. So we should embrace yeah, we, that, in my opinion. I'm, I'm just glad we didn't damage tarnish Lil Wayne's um, reputation with his swag surf. I'm happy we did the other one. No, but, I, yeah. I've I've seen pictures of Lil Wayne doing concerts in Tallahassee in a Dalvin Cook jersey. He he's on board with us. Let's go. Okay. Right with that. <laughs> I'm with it. Um. So I play both of these or just one or I'll play yeah, both. Just play the Lil Wayne swag, sir. Yeah, no, play Lil Wayne because right. they're gonna, is... they gonna hear the music. Yeah. They're gonna be like, oh, not this swag, sir. Again, it's a new era, baby. But this exactly that will be our transition from the Willie Tucker era to the Mike Norvell era. And if we beat Georgia Tech, we got to play Little Wayne every week. Swag serving, right? <laughs> we can't damage Lil Wayne name. No, no. For me, he's he's my goat because I I grew up in high school that you know oh two to college oh, oh 2010. Wayne was the goat, man. It, there was no second. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Although I'm a big Eminem fan, so all right. On that note, we I am you too. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we no, gotta, my, my wife's mad at me. I've, I've been out here too long. I told her 8 o'clock. We're lying. So, uh, <laughs> all right, boys. Go Knowles. Let's get us a win. Go UAB. Go LeBron. I just saw him hit a nasty M1. So, all right, let's get out of here. Yeah, we'll see y'all uh, Sunday evening or Saturday evening. Excuse me. Kill a
9-11 like emergency calls, man, I just be chillin', I'm cool like Lou Rawls, got money in the building, I'm putting up new walls, nigga taking misses off the sun, set some new laws, my flow is like rubbing two logs, young moolah, we the new shit, new draws, uh, now get off my dick, I ain't fucking with ya, watch me shoot to the bank, I'm a money pistol, Weezy beat the beat up like Sunny Lister, friend or sister, I mean a bitch she never met her best friend or sister, I leave the pussy Microsoft like Windows Vista, young Tucci pop that coochie for a goon hoe, bullet in you boys memories, now you act like you don't know, Eastside who I do it for, Eagle Street right by the store, Katrina wiped the city out but couldn't fuck with Holly Grove, lost some real niggas I knew from a long time ago, but heaven or hell I hope in that day be where I'ma go, take a nigga girl and make a come get me No ceilings. No ceilings.